Hello Action for Happiness friend, this is Josie. Hope you're well and hope that you had a really joyful June and you're all ready for Jump Back Up July. Before we go into that, I just want to reflect back on the last month and specifically the action we had for the fifth, which was to think of three things that you're grateful for and write them down. And you may have noticed that an action along these lines seems to come up pretty much every month in our calendars, actually. Now, this isn't because we're lazy. It's because for a simple thing, it has a huge effect, especially when integrated into daily life. And the science has actually proven that if it becomes a daily habit and we then stop, the positive effects of doing a little gratitude list each day continue. And I just think that's fantastic. As you may know, I have my own adaptation of the gratitude list, which is I like to do my mentally in bed when I'm lying down. I've got my head on the pillow ready to fall asleep. The last thing I think of is the five best things that happened to me that day, the five things I'm most grateful for that day, which keeps it really specific to the day and just sends me off to sleep with good memories. It's it's a lovely way to kind of end the day, I think. Some of the, the things that I was expressing gratitude for at bedtime during June were And these might not be to everyone's taste, so I put that as a disclaimer. I enjoyed a meal out, which I'd really missed over the last few months. Um, And I went to have a vegetarian tasting menu at an excellent restaurant in the Lake District. And it was really delicious. I also, it was my birthday, so I booked myself to go and have a couple of spa treatments as a gift to myself which yeah was just so relaxing and also I got to enjoy a very cold water dip (laughs) an immersion more than a swim up at Glencoe in the highlands of Scotland which was hugely invigorating those were the big ones I think on my gratitude list and but you know on a regular basis things like health laughter love security these things crop up in one form or another most days for me and then it was wonderful to see what the app community had enjoyed on the 5th of June there was such a list of of people's gratitude it was wonderful everything from stoic philosophy to having a good cleansing cry via the healing power of the sea and opportunities for growth. Very apt, actually, that one for Jump Back Up July. But yeah, it was wonderful to read what the app community had been noticing and um, feeling grateful for. So uh, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed that one too. So yeah, thinking about opportunities for growth, that's definitely one aspect of Jump Back Up July because this month it's about cultivating resilience which is, of course, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, to grow from our struggles, I guess. Let's start to have a little look at the calendar. So on the 2nd of July, we are advised to adopt a growth mindset and change the affirmation I can't into I can't yet. 
One of my absolute favourite inspirations for a growth mindset is the American inventor, and he was a serial mistake maker, Thomas Edison. And I love this advice from him. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. And isn't that so true? It just takes one more go. Even recording this podcast, I can't tell you how many times I've made a mess of this prior to this recording. (laughs) Just got to try once more. The words I can't, just for two small words, it's so limiting, it's so defeatist. It's really characteristic of a fixed mindset, one that gives up without even trying. But a growth mindset, on the other hand, sees every failure and challenge as an opportunity for us to grow. And it sort of, it's the voice that tells us we can learn to do anything that we want to. It's the part of us that enjoys trying new things and feels encouraged and inspired by the success of others. Because a growth mindset is expansive. It's the belief that basic abilities can be developed and really developed simply through dedication and hard work. If if accomplishment is flight, let's use this as a metaphor, if accomplishment is flight, then a growth mindset is the wings that we need to take off. I just made that up myself. I hope it makes sense, but it, it did in my mind. Other alternatives to the words I can't that I also prefer are things like saying, I'm learning, or I hope to improve at, or I'm developing the skill of, I'm determined to get better at, I'm progressing at. Why not try one of those for size next time you're faced with a limitation? On the 5th of July, we're being called to get the basics right. Eat well, exercise and go to bed on time. Now, you know I can't do a podcast without a Voltaire quote. And this one is quite wordy. But yeah, I I, I just I obviously really, really feel an affinity for Voltaire. Maybe I should read more of his stuff. Everyone should be his own physician. We ought to assist and not to force nature. Eat with moderation. No thing is good for the body but what we can digest. What medicine can procure digestion? Exercise. What will recruit strength? Sleep. Now, of course, Voltaire was great with words, but he was not a doctor, and obviously neither am I. So, yes, it's good to be your own physician, but obviously if you're feeling unwell in any way, or if you're thinking about any making any big lifestyle changes, do speak to a doctor first. But I think what Voltaire is trying to say with this quote is he's trying to illustrate just how important it is to have an understanding and a respect for one's own body. After all, it's the only one we'll ever have. And nutritious food in moderate amounts is the perfect fuel for that body. So why not take an interest in what you eat? Read labels Look out for ingredients that are unfamiliar, that might be unnatural, that might not be what your body needs. And then 
physical exercise, which doesn't need to be anything hardcore, could just be, you know, walking regularly, that will strengthen the body whilst burning up the fuel, encouraging the healthy digestion of food. And as we know now, serotonin is produced in the gut. So it's really important for us to keep that area of our body ship shaped so that the happy hormone, essentially serotonin, is being produced well on a regular basis. Then, of course, to recharge and replenish, seven to eight hours sleep seems to be the sweet spot for most people. I find it helps going to bed at about the same time each night. If I get in a routine, then my body knows, you know, 9pm for me, right, it's time to wind down now for bed. Get the basics in place, allow that solid foundation to be set on which the castle of one's life can then be built. I love that idea, the castle of my life. Hmm, (laughs) welcome. Now, on the 12th of July, we're going to write down our worries and save them for a specific worry time. There's a great Swedish proverb which says, worry often gives a small thing a big shadow, and ain't that the truth? For me, sometimes worry can take over, especially when it's a really persistent nagging worry it just like pollutes my whole life I have to remember though that when I get that first worrying thought I can't help it but if I choose to keep investing in it and dwelling on it that is my responsibility I was first introduced to the concept of worry time while I was at uni I went to see a great hypnotherapist to help me stop sucking my thumb basically and I expected him to just wave a pocket watch in front of my face and relieve me of the habit. But he didn't do that. Instead, he wanted to look with me at what purpose the habit served. And essentially, it was a comfort blanket for my worrying. So that's when he advised me as part of the treatment to set a designated worry time each day, make a note of my worries refused to give them any time until that slot arrived and usually what happened is by the time I got to worry time either the things had been resolved or I'd forgotten about them or they weren't relevant yeah it really it was one of those things at the time that I didn't realize that would make a big difference isn't that so often the way it's the simplest things that can be the most powerful so do give it a try see how you get on On the 21st of July, we're going to identify what helped you get through a tough time in your life. Another of my favourites after Voltaire is the Sufi poet Rumi. Beautiful, beautiful wordsmith. And I love this quote. Never give from the depths of your well, but from your overflow. And it, it kind of really made me think about what helps me get through the tough times in my life so that I've still got something in my overflow. When I was very poorly with my mental health a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to be able to go to a creative therapy group where I was first introduced to the idea of a a mental health first aid kit, which could be a physical box with things in it. Um, Mine was actually just an outline of a first aid kit where I wrote inside it all the things that helped me feel better and help get me through the tough days. 
and it had things like taking a nap, watching stand-up comedy, being by the sea, singing loudly in my car, eating fruit salad, uh, getting lost in a novel, I think. All of those things were written down. If it had been a real box, I would have put things like a Victoria Wood DVD and a tin of fruit cocktail and probably a Robert Galbraith book in there. But I just had mine written down as an aid memoir, um, a mental prompt for when I was struggling. And it's so important to have this prepared in advance because when things get tough, I sometimes can't see what will help me and help get me through the tough times. So I need a visual aid so it can go, okay, fine, that's what I need to do for myself. And actually, it's a good reminder, I'm going to create a really good new mental first aid kit for myself with this in mind. Now on the 26th, catch yourself overreacting and take a deep breath. Or American writer Diane Dreher takes this even further. When confronted by conflict and confusion, take a deep breath, pause and ask, where is the gift in this? This is a great question. At work the other day, something went badly wrong and I'm so pleased that I was able in the moment to take a deep breath and see the lesson rather than instantly just disintegrating emotionally. In fact, two deep breaths is even better than one because it's been found that the the second deep breath is the one that really tells the nervous system to relax. But that's it. If I can have a sort of a curious approach. What am I learning here? What am I being shown here? What can I take away from this rather than just getting caught up in all the emotions? It means that even those really difficult experiences have some benefit to them. Well now, I've been prattling on for ages, but I really hope that you have a super jump back up July. Do feel free to get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter, Insta or in our app. Of course, I'll be with you for Altruistic August in a few weeks. Until then, keep calm, be wise, stay kind. Bye.